also have some um, some news, Ahmad. So uh, for those of you listening out there, um, this is the last recording of No Pump Fakes before my birthday. Um, with that being said, I'm happy as hell that the Lakers <laughs> were able to get me one damn win <laughs> before my birthday. Because let me tell you something. Let me... November 2nd is a, is a damn <laughs> national holiday. But I tell you what, if the Lakers were to start off the damn season 0-7, it wouldn't have been a good birthday. Yeah. So to know that the Lakers won have, won, have, have won a game, you, oh man, it, it's the small wins, literally. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the Los Angeles Lakers are in the win column. Uh, Russell Westbrook is, is, is now coming off the bench. How do you feel about that? How the mighty have fallen. I mean, this is crazy. Los Angeles uh, Lakers, yeah, well, fans. It, 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 it depends on how you how you view it, but yeah, how, how do you feel uh, about uh, Russ coming off the bench? Well, I mean, I remember we talked about Russell Westbrook when he first got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, and you and I both said, you, you questioned, like, fit, and we also talked about, like, the talent aspect of the Los Angeles Lakers when they acquired Russell Westbrook. And we all kind of, both of us kind of mentioned, it was just like, well... We'll see how it works. You know, we had high expectations because it's Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. But now Russell Westbrook is coming off the bench. I will say, like, this is kind of what we already kind of talked about, like, a, a year ago. We basically said, like, he can start, but you have to stagger his minutes with the second unit to allow Russell Westbrook to play his game. Last year with Frank Vogel, they did not do that. Or he can come off the bench, and we were both like, well, is Russell Westbrook going to come off the bench? Now, I will say – Darvin Ham has done an excellent job with kind of managing his relationship with Russell Westbrook before the season even started and kind of like being a great coach. And a lot of times when people talk about coaching, they think about X and O's, but it's also about managing relationships, sometimes even more about managing relationships over X and O's. That's why we see Doc Rivers constantly getting coach opportunities. But, and that's no shade throwing at Doc, but that's just a fact, that's just a, that's just a reality there of the situation. Go. That's just a reality of the situation. But for words, Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, I like it. Because it allows him to attack at the first level of the basketball court, uh, allows him to get in rhythm, allows him to be comfortable having the ball in his hands because he's used to having the ball in his hands. The problem with the whole situation was like, all right, in order to put the ball in Russell Westbrook's hands, he had to take the ball. The Lakers had to take the ball in LeBron James' hands. But now since Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench, it makes things a little bit more easier. And I'm proud of Russell Westbrook for accepting this role because we know this guy's a superstar. You know, they have egos. But I will say it's easier for Russ to accept this role if the Los Angeles Lakers are winning. That's the thing. If they're not winning, then it probably becomes an issue like, well, I'm coming off the bench and we're, not, and we're still losing games. So as long as the Los Angeles Lakers are winning, I feel like this is the excellent opportunity for Russ and the Los Angeles Lakers to continue to kind of like build momentum. But if they start losing again, then we'll be having a conversation a week or two from now talking about should the, Russell, should the Los Angeles Lakers trade Russell Westbrook again. Yeah, and that's a good point, too. I think it's a combination of both of those things. One, when he was starting, they were losing. And now that he's yeah. come off the bench, they won a game. Now, obviously, of course, it's not Russ's fault. But mm -hmm. I think when you explain certain or you come with certain recommendations for the team, you think to yourself, all right, well, what we were trying wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, what can be done to really um, change stuff? And, and I'm glad, like, to your point, he's accepted it. Because um, that's not an easy thing to do, especially... Well, he's been in, what, 14 years, and now yeah. he's won an MVP, played in the finals, showed up in the finals, and to now, um, you know, be asked to come off the bench, especially, too, when you're still a high-level basketball player. Like, whether you feel like Russ 
you know, quote unquote, at the tail end of his career, he's still like up there in terms of his ability. That he's not, you know, this isn't Russ's last still a season. Starter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's he's still a starter. He can still, you know, make an all-star game. This isn't a player that's like, okay, man, this is, you know, year 17, 18 for me, and I just want to get a ring, so I'm gonna make so many sacrifices. You can make the case that he'd be starting on the majority of ball clubs in the NBA. So for him to uh be willing and accept the 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 change. You know, I think it shows the, the the character and the competitor that Russ really is. So, um, but we'll see though. I'm I'm glad. Again, it, it is just one game um, that mm-hmm. they won. But I mean, hey, brick by brick at this point. Um, and it had to happen soon, right? Like, it's one thing to go on one, one thing to go on two, yeah. one thing to go on three. But you you digging yourself a hole mm-hmm. that is extremely challenging to get out of. Yeah, I I have, I have to keep shouting out Darvin Ham because like. That's what coaching is about. That's what building relationships is about. Because let me tell you something. If this was Frank Vogel, hell no. This wouldn't have happened. This, this wouldn't have happened with Russell Westbrook accepting his role with the Los Angeles Lakers. And I hope it continues to work. And I feel like it can work. But at the same time, a lot of people are talking about trades. If it does not work, I don't feel like Russell Westbrook is the only, you know, player that should be on a trading block if this does not work. I hope it works. I hope this is a new turning block for the Los Angeles Lakers because constantly I hear about Russell Westbrook, but one thing about Russell Westbrook is just like he actually plays. You know, he's he's going to show up. He's going to compete. So hopefully going forward, this is a, a step in the right direction. I'll just leave it at that right right now. No, yeah, you're absolutely right because, you know, my, uh, my bold prediction for the season was that Anthony Davis would play 82 games. Um, and we talk about durability, you know, just overall yeah. being available. Russ has definitely been that um, over the course of his his entire career. He's had a um, small um, mm-hmm. history of injuries, and you know there really hasn't been like a load management kind of thing when it comes to him. Yeah. Um, if he's able to play, he's going to play. And I know, um, you know, Russ Russ is like a very emotional basketball player. You know, I feel like he wears his heart on his sleeve, and and I you know I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think um, it's like there's been a lot of people that have been waiting for Russ to. Moment you know, yeah. um, reach a certain level in his career. Um, very similar to LeBron, but the difference is with LeBron is, um, you know, he, he, he doesn't talk nearly as much shit as a Russ does, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, people just, you know, laying and waiting for that moment. And now it, it was kind of somewhat there. And, you know. The big, the big question I have is, is if the Los Angeles Lakers are successful and this continues to work with Russ Westbrook coming off the bench, now what trades do you do? Because we, we've heard Miles Turner recently come out on a, on a podcast basically say like, yo, Lakers, come get me. But if this continues to work with Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, what move, what other moves do you make? Because still, I look at this roster, as great as those three players are, they still have a lot of holes for us, like lack of shooting, wing depth, guarding, all those things. So if Russell Westbrook continues to excel coming off the bench, what moves do you do if you're the Los Angeles Lakers if you're not trading Russell Westbrook? Right. Well, I mean, I think the biggest question here is the shooting. That, hands down. I mean, we, we talked about this on a previous podcast before. It's like, if you want to build a team around LeBron James, get him some shooters. It has la- it's been a successful thought process for now the past two decades. It's, it's not a, a, a challenging concept. LeBron James thrives when he has shooters around him. But I will say, though, that um, if they continue to win, then I don't see the point into looking into 
too many more trades. I know the obvious mm-hmm. and glaring one was, you know, training Russ for Buddy Hill, My Miles Turner, and a couple of picks, Still whatever. Could be. Right, right. It could be. But I'm saying mm-hmm. if as, as you mentioned, if he continues to come off the bench and they continue to win, I, I you know, look, the Lakers were what, 0 and 5, 0 and 6 or whatever, and they still weren't making any moves. You mean to tell right. me that they if they made this move and then they start winning, they're still going to be looking for trades? I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but my biggest thing mm-hmm. is if if they can get it done, it's shooting. Um, but yeah. if Russ comes off the bench and they, you know, go on a little four or five game win streak, maybe we kind of let this all play out. But um, if they continue yeah. to go, you know, start off the gate one and five, one and six, whatever, let's let's get some snipers on the team. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. I think I think they need shooting, like you said. Even if they're even if the Lakers win ten games in a row, I still think they're going to need shooting because we know that shooting in the playoffs is a, a premium that you must have. Shooting, rebounding, defense. Those are the three components of winning the championship. So it's interesting to see. But I kind of want to switch gears, talk about another team in Los Angeles who I felt like a lot of people are talking about the Lakers because the Lakers is, you know, the, the big brother. And you got the Los Angeles Clippers who's the little brother. But I, I mean, the Los Angeles Clippers, regarding the expectations they came into the season, I haven't really been moved by the, the Los Angeles Clippers. I want to know your thoughts on that situation. Yeah, I mean – I know it's, it's early, but... but I was about to say, it's still early. And the only reason why mm-hmm. I say that, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, um, mm-hmm. is one, it's, it's happened to other teams that we've also had high expectations for. I think I was, I was looking at like the combined records of like the Lakers, the Nets, and I believe mm-hmm. the Heat. And they all yeah. started off like, it was like three and 12 or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And so those are, well, obviously, you know, it's, it's a new year, so you never know what's, what's yeah. going to happen. But those three teams, and I guess I would throw the Clippers in there as well, they have players where it's like, okay, I still have confidence to, to think that they can get it done. And on top mm-hmm. of that, they, they still have some sort of, of chemistry, right? This isn't a team that's trying to, quote unquote, figure things out. I know, obviously, with the addition of Kawhi, but for the most part, that Clippers team, I know they added John Wall, but it's, 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 not, a, it's not like what the Lakers were last year, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not a situation um, like the Nets with, um, Harden, Kyrie, and KD, where they were trying to figure everything out. I think, um, you know, look, some teams um, hit a bump in the middle of the season. Some hit a bump, you know, towards the end of the season. But mm-hmm. I think for right now, if the Clippers are having their moment in the beginning, just, just give them some time. And again, like I said, that's a team who I feel like they can afford in a way to to let a certain games kind of fall out. They're, you know, I don't think they're going to be competing, you know, for a, a playing spot. You know, now obviously home court, Advantage comes into play later on when we talk about seeding. But um, overall, I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt um, and just wait it out a little bit more. I'm not hitting the panic button. Um, they're too talented, you know, in my opinion, for us to say, well, you know, this project didn't work or, you know, we, 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 we got to go a different direction. So I'm, st- yeah. I'm still playing the waiting game on the Clippers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel a lot more comfortable with the talent argument, because you know how I'm always about talent <laughs> based on what we've yeah. seen this past, this past year with the Nets and the Lakers. It's just like, right. yeah, and, and, and they have that. Well, you're right, right. But I mean, but but the thing is, though, with those other teams, the Lakers and the Nets, mm-hmm. I think as much as we wanted to be excited with the talent, we still understood that there's only one basketball, right? The, the, yeah. the part of the reason why the Warriors were so good, even with Kevin Durant, it wasn't just because they had scores. It was because of the way they played. Now, obviously, you feel me, you get a, you add a 6'10 guy that can shoot threes and put yeah. the ball on the floor the way KD can, you're going to thrive. But th- they were able to play well with one another between Steph, Clay, Draymond, Kevin. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think now, though, what, you know, what we just saw with the Nets, so, so sometimes even when the talent 
is all on the same roster, that doesn't mean it's going to work out. So, um, but again, it's better to have talent and question it than to not have it at all and think, okay, we just, we just going to build off chemistry, you yeah. know? So, um, but again, I, and again, too, with, with the playing style that the Clippers have, you got two great two-way wings. So when in doubt, you would like to think, okay, even if our best players are having a bad shooting, at least they can hopefully defend at a high yeah. level. You know what I'm saying? So they have that for them. Are you worried about Kawhi Leonard? Any? Because Kawhi hasn't played a lot this year. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned because we've seen this from Kawhi before. Mm-hmm. Like if this was like a, you know, this is his first year doing that. I'm like, oh shit, well, is something happening? Like this is, you know, Kawhi for what, like Kawhi is probably going to go down as one of the best players ever that has probably never really, really, really been and going to be in like top MVP conversations because of the lack of games he's probably played. But yeah. I'm not really concerned. Um, like knowing Kawhi, I think it's, you know, he does obviously move at the, the beat of his own drum, but at the same time, it's like he's, he's proven enough where it's like, okay, we're going to let him act in a certain way or play a certain amount of games because we know when it's time for him to show up, he's, he's, he's done that and he's probably going to continue to do that. Why, you, you, is, is it something with you? No, I'm not really. I mean, a little bit. I'm not. I'm only a little concerned because I feel like I want to see Kawhi on the court. I want to see him get healthy. And the only way to like get in basketball game shape is for him to play and knock off some of that rust. Now, I understand that Kawhi is used to low management. And basically, the San Antonio Spurs started that back when he was with them. But at the same time, you got to play and to develop chemistry and develop, you know, camaraderie and all that good stuff and also develop like just you know consistency on the basketball court so it's it's hard to just say like one of the reasons why the Miami Heat struggled when Dwayne Wade Chris Bosh and LeBron James was because LeBron James was the only one playing like Dwayne Wade was in and out of the lineup during their title runs a lot because he was managing a knee situation so that happens like when you have a great team a team that's built to win a championship if there's no consistency if there's guys that's on your roster that don't know if like if Paul George don't know if I got to go go in the mindset of being the number one option or the number two option that can hurt you when you get to like the midseason when you get to the playoffs because it's just like I don't know I don't know what Paul George I got to be I don't know I got to be the Paul George with Kawhi and I, I'm saying like quote unquote Paul George words I'm gonna be the second option or I don't know if I got to be Paul George the man that took the Los Angeles Clippers to their first ever Western Conference Finals so those things happen and even with the role players like. Reggie Jackson, do I, okay, do I got to score more? Or do I got to, you know, dial it back? All those things are, can be issues if Kawhi Leonard is not playing or they don't have, that rosters have any consistency to go off on. So that, that's kind of like my only, only little concern. Right. And, and also too, when you think about it from like a night to night basis, it's like, damn, one night, you know, if you bring up Paul George, one night is like, all right, I got to try and go for 40 tonight versus all right, yeah. one night I can, I can completely focus and lock in on guarding the best player on the, on the floor. You know, yeah. that, that can potentially cause damage on um, an entire team. So I know obviously Kawhi isn't doing this with, with intent, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it, it's as a, as a player, especially a role player, supporting cast, whatever, it's nice to know that, you know, the leader of your team, the number one option, whatever, is available and, and is going to be playing. Um, but I want to... Um, 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 chop it up to you about a specific team for my cap or no cap. Um, cap or no cap, the Oklahoma City Thunder will make the playoffs within the next three years. Hmm. Cap. Okay. I was yeah. wa- I was watching um, 
I was watching a, uh, their game against the Mavs, and I'm like, SGA, you know, it's cold. But who else is on yeah. this damn roster? <laughs> yeah. I'm so serious. Yeah. You know, they got a lot of players. Look, a lot of young players. Chet, yeah, it, yeah, you, yeah, got a lot of young players. But Chet and Victor, you know, if they can get Victor, <laughs> uh, the, if, if, hell, uh, the, the damn Pelicans might be able to get uh, Victor. At the loss of his legs. <laughs> yeah, that's. I crazy. know, I know. I'm locked that's, in. That's really crazy to think about. That's that's really crazy to think about. How how crazy would that be? Um, but yeah, I don't know. The the, the OKC Thunder is is one of those situations where we just talk that's about so like like SGA, SGA. Like, when does he get tired? I think you. I think well, we had this conversation these, these next three years and seeing that. Would you Would you be excited to be on a, if uh, if you're SGA? No, because it's just like at some no, point. Would you? Now, I'm not saying should SGA. I'm asking yeah. what you, would you about. Would you be excited if, if you I were was in SGA? SGA position? Yeah. For my first few years, first few years in the league, yeah, because I'm, you know, racking up points, <laughs> getting the, yeah, the there, there we go, getting the getting the talk. People call me the most underrated player in the league. People saying this and that, like people know my name. Yeah, my stats. Because when you're a young player, there I hate to go. tell, I hate to, I hate, I hate to, you know, I, I always tell people, the young players, shoot, Luca got a what? Eustace was like over 40 so far this that season. Luca is, 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 is getting them stats. You know, he's, he's, he's working on his all time, <laughs> the all time categories that's going to happen in the next 10 years and stuff I'm like that. I'm not mad he's, at it, King. He's building his catalog. So I'm not really mad at it when you're a young player. But it comes to a point in time where you start looking around like, all right, well, it can only go one or two ways. You could be a, a Luka Doncic where you're racking up stats and then, you know, going to West Conference Finals and then possibly start elevating and going to the finals and things like that. Or you could be a Bradley Beal where you got all these stats and you're racking up all these stats and people know you're one of the most underrated players in the, in the league. And sometimes you go to the All-Star game, but... When we start looking at a grand scheme of things, when we talk about, all right, you got your stats and your numbers and stuff like that, but then we talk about winning all NBA teams, playoff appearances, like potential Hall of Fame later on in your career. When you start looking like, damn, I'm not, I'm not hitting none of those checks. Then you, <laughs> then you start looking like, well, I got my checkbook. My, my checkbook is, is stacked. I got my money. And that's what it comes about. Now it's just about the money you have in the bank. So... That's what I'm saying. It, it depends. Like, it's all good right now for SGA because it's early on. But SGA is going to have to ask himself, like, what player does he want to be? Does he want to be the, the, the lone wolf on a, a bad organization that's fighting for a play-in situation year after year where you're the man and you're getting that money? Or do you want to be a guy that's competing for all NBA teams, all-star appearances, having playoff success, and possibly going to the finals? So, Yeah. I will say, you know, to your point too, SGA is, is still a young, um, you know, ball player. And hey, yeah. as of right now, man, the thoughts of potentially winning a championship may not be that high right now. But in the meantime, get them points. Yeah, I'll get you hey, numbers. Don't, don't, don't lose and put up goose eggs. <laughs> you, that, that's just a nasty combination. One, one or the other yeah. maybe, but don't yeah. just vibe. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, the Thunder can get it. Um, Situation I would say this on this. It's crazy because we had a player, I think Donovan Mitchell's 26, right? Yeah, I think he's out of the, the yeah, 25. Yeah, he's out of the 25. 
SGA's 24. So like I said, in these next two, three years, we had a young player in Donovan Mitchell who got the money, had success as a rookie, was the best player on the, on the playoff team as a rookie and leading his team to the playoffs. And that still wasn't enough for Donovan Mitchell. So that's the same thing with SGA. SGA, he been to the playoffs one time. That was with Chris Paul, of course. And, and mostly Chris Paul kind of got all the credit because when Chris Paul came, you know, he helped them <laughs> elevate them to the playoffs. So, but that's what that's just what it is. If it was without Chris Paul, they're not going to the playoffs. So if Donovan Mitchell got tired and he was, and these are both two players in cities that nobody wants to be in. If Donovan Mitchell got tired and wanted to get out, and he had the bag and he had the, you know, he was being the first option, leading his team to the playoffs, and that still wasn't enough. What do you feel like if you're a player that's not even doing that? And just keep constantly tanking. Not even, you're not even close to the play until you're just tanking. Year after year, you're just tanking. That's a hard. That's, and you're an OKC for half the year. <laughs> yeah, give me, give, me the, give me the help out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Couple more years, give me the hell about her. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I gotta hey, go. man. Yeah, that that's that's the. I even think about that. That's a dangerous addition. Yeah, that's dangerous. To make it worse, <laughs> losing and I'm bored out of my mind. What the hell is going on? Bored out of my One mind. One or yeah. the other. You see Please. SGA in Fashion Week in New York in the summer, <laughs> summer fall. You know he enjoying himself going overseas. He got. To. <laughs> like, and then you go back down there, man. Shout shout to Oklahoma City though. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout out to OKC. But yeah, man. Um, but yeah, y'all know what it is. All right. Another episode, no pump fakes. We gone. Peace, y'all.